Thank you for joining in for an episode of Planted by the Living Water. We are here to delight in the Lord as a tree planted by the living waters. If you'd like the reading plan that we are going through, you can find it on our website. We'll go through the entire Bible in two years. Thank you for joining for this day's portion of Planted by the Living Waters. Welcome to episode 212 of Planted by the Living Waters. All right, today is the day we finish up Song of Solomon, uh, Song of Songs, and I'm, I'm interested in, in uh, where your mind is as you've read through the Song of Solomon. My stepdad often tells me, he says, if you can figure that one out, let me know. Um, as you read through it, uh, it's it's um, just, just uh, as we said earlier a couple days ago, um, you wonder if... if uh, it's even appropriate for the for the Bible. Why why does God choose this as inspired word? Um, why does He speak from the Spirit uh, to allow this to be the words we hear um, concerning the love life of, of uh, between a man and a woman, and and what's the purpose in all that? And to kind of bring it to head, um, we're finishing it up today, and I want to just look at the end of chapter seven of Song of Songs, and it says. Um, come, my love, in verse 11, come, my love, let's go to the field. Let's spend the night among the henna bush blossoms. Let's go early in the vineyards. Let's see if the vine has budded, if the blossom has opened, if the pomegranates are in bloom. There I will give you my caresses. The mandrakes give off a fragrance, and at our doors is every delicacy, both new and old. I have treasured them up for you, my love. And uh, as you read this, um, you think, is it talking about what I think it's talking about? And I believe it is. I believe it's exactly what it's talking about. It's talking about sex here and the fact of a man and a woman and the desire they have for passionate sex with one another. And and uh, I know even hearing that and thinking about that, we think, man, uh, is this really appropriate? Um, and I want to, to scream to you, yes. Um, we have been in a church era too long where we've avoided this conversation and this topic um, altogether, it seems like. Uh, sex is a, a dirty, nasty thing that you're to save to marriage. It's all we hear about sex from the pulpit and the church is it's for marriage. It's for marriage. And it's absolutely true it's for marriage. But then when two people get married, we're like, go figure it out on your own. Or um, or the, the, the one that longs for that and, and desires that, and even though they're not married and, they, and, and, and we don't talk through the, the reason behind um, those passionate desires we have and, and what God uses all that for and, and what's the biblical worldview of, of, of sex? What is, what is a, a, an understanding, an ideology of, of, of biblical sex? And I think it's so important that, that we slow down. And I know um, we have... Uh, people of all different ages listening um, to the podcast and, and tuning in to, to this reading plan. And uh, no matter what age you are, I think this is appropriate. This is this is important for us to to talk through. Um, God thought it was. That's why he put it in his word. That's why we're reading um, eight chapters of um, really uh, poetic fantasy and desire toward uh, a man and a woman, a husband and wife toward each other. And and it's it's interesting. And, and, and it even um, catches you off edge sometimes um, talking about her pomegranate I mean in verse chapter 8 uh, verse 2 it says I would give you uh, you spiced wine to drink from the juice of my pomegranate may his left hand be under my head and his right arm embrace me I mean it's not hiding what it's talking about here um, it's very clear and you say why is it important for us to, to mention this today well as I've kind of alluded to a little bit already is, is the world is going to teach about sex 
the world, it doesn't, I mean, turn your TV on, every um, TV show, it doesn't matter hardly anything, what it is, even cartoons, um, it seems like are, are getting uh, more and more um, brave in how they're approaching um, different things. I mean, even sexuality in a sense of, of whether it's between a man and a woman and, and, or if it's uh, if two men can, can have a healthy sexual life. I mean, these are things our kids are being hit with right in their face. Um, there's a, a cartoon about dinosaurs, um, Jurassic World's dinosaur cartoon on Amazon, I think it was, and and uh, Cretaceous period or whatever it's called, and they go through four or so seasons of great cartoon material of, of, of walking through, and then at the end it shows um, a, a homosexual uh, drawing that that uh, was building up throughout the whole season, apparently, and, um, and, and it just breaks your heart that this is what our kids are being faced with, but here's what I'm telling you. If our kids at three and four and five years old are being hit with a world's view of sexuality, then how much more important is it that we as a church give a biblical understanding of sexuality. We give an understanding of, of man and woman, an understanding of, of God's desire uh, of, of giving us um, those sexual desires toward one another to fulfill unity and and, and faithfulness to, to bring about um, offsprings and the purposes of marriage and the, the beautiful illustration that it even gives as, as God and, and, and this church through Christ um, are brought together. I mean, marriage is so beautiful and sex is a huge part of marriage. Many of my counseling sessions um, it comes down to uh, uh, whether sexual um, feelings are being mutual or whether uh, people are walking through and, and, and providing for each other and walking through if, if that if, if it's appropriate, one desires more or less. And, and it's part of my premarital counseling of walking through those expectations because we've just left this alone and just expect people to figure it out. But the world is not leaving it alone. They are throwing an anti-biblical view of marriage, of sex, of, of sexuality at us every single day. And so let us dig into God's word and understand that it's appropriate to talk about biblical sex, that it's appropriate to talk about God's um, design between a man and a woman and, and, and the way that we fulfill one another. Sex is, is a wonderful thing. There's a book called Sex Is and how um, building a strong marriage can cultivate stronger churches is what it's called. Sex Is, building strong marriages um, to build stronger churches. And um, a pastor of mine in the past um, named Kevin Moore, uh, he wrote this book and he gave me the opportunity in the writing process to read through it and, and write the little excerpt of, of what we think about it. And, and so uh, I was privileged to be able to have a little portion in the beginning to, to explain that that um, as he goes through Song of Solomon um, and he uh, goes through an exhortation of Song of Solomon to use to um, build this picture of what sex is. And I encourage you um, to buy that book off of Amazon. Sex is uh, building strong marriages to build stronger churches and uh, read through it. And he talks about just um, exactly what sex is, that that it is wonderful, that it's that it's um, um, sweet and, and passionate. And he goes through and, and even uh, talks about how um, it's mutually uh, desired and, and the purposes behind um, um, sex. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now to, to just remind you of, of, of what it says, because I think it's so important um, to, to, to dig into to this, this understanding, this, this worldview of, of what sex is. Here it is. Sex is designed. It's wonderful. It's unifying. It's the harvest of mutual admiration. It's, it's love expressed. It's a fruit of a strong friendship. It's the triumph of passionate pursuit. It is a feasting 
Um, it is uh, um, a covenant uh, between you and her, and um, or you and him, and um, it's 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 appropriate. And so there it is today. That's what I wanted to share with you is is to challenge you to um, to not shy away from God's design and what He's what He's um, given us. The great pleasure. And uh, but in its appropriate place, and so there you've heard um, from Song of Solomon. You've read it, and you've um, walked through um, very uh, abrasive language as he talks through uh, what it is through poetry. And uh, I encourage you if you want to dig deeper, um, look at that book and buy. We even have it at the church. I have it if you want a copy of it. You can ask me. So let's go, to the Lord, in prayer. Father, we love you. And God, I thank you for sex. I thank you for um, the beauty of it, Lord, how you designed man and woman uh, to unite and to procreate, Lord. Lord, that's a blessing. And sometimes we as Christians shy away from, from recognizing that and, and have let the world win with the idea that, that uh, of the promiscuity of it, the, the, the secretness, the, 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 the um, sense of lure and all the things that the world's created to be but god it is something that is passionate and designed and created for a purpose for for man and woman husband and wife lord and i just thank you for um the pleasure of that i thank you for the design of it and i thank you for um um, the understanding that we're to talk about it we're to teach our children um we're to teach uh the the coming to be married we're to teach those that are married this is a topic in which um I've been convicted in the past that that you've called us to approach, Lord. And so help us and give us discernment in that. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.